Come on, you yellows Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore, we'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Welcome to another Yellow Army podcast. We're a bit more back to normal this week. In the car? We're in the car. We're at Sunny Seal Hain. The sky is very blue. The sky is blue. There's a bit of a breeze blowing and there's a fragrant agricultural smell wafting across the training <laughs> ground. <laughs> yeah. From uh, when, I was, when I was younger, I, I lived in Edgingswell and I well know that smell. Yeah. There's a farmer busy in one of, yeah. the, one of the fields upwind of us here. So upwind. Yeah, yeah, the players are going to be training in... Um, in well, they're, yeah, they're... <laughs> there'll be a, there'll, to make a joke of that, yeah, can't you? <laughs> there'll, there'll be a certain tang in the nostrils <laughs> as they're training today. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know why we're smiling. We were at Tuesday's game. Um, we weren't smiling on Tuesday. We night, weren't smiling were we? on Tuesday night. Talking United won. Solly Holmore was four. Not all the shot, as you'll hear somebody ask a question in the press conference in a minute. Everybody seems to get confused with Solly Holmore's. Yeah. Everybody, people have said, "Oh, yeah, we lost to Boreham Wood on Tuesday night. Or, we lost to all the shot." <laughs> It was Solly Holmores. Remember that name. Of course, we should have been playing Older Shot on Saturday. We should have. Yeah, we should have. Yeah. Um, Gary, uh, we, we, we'll go over to Gary's press conference in a minute. Yeah. But he uses a very nice phrase this week that we're going to use as the title for the podcast this week. We are in the Dark Arts League. Yeah. Which sounds like a, a Marvel comic spin-off. Or a Harry Potter thing. It does, doesn't it? But the Dark Arts League. Um, it wasn't a pleasant spectacle on Tuesday night but we'll pluck out a few plus points from it there were a few minus points um, and I asked Gary a very difficult question <laughs> during the course of the press conference yeah. if it hadn't already been quiet the, the, it would have gone quiet at that gone moment even quieter. Yeah. there's a question that somebody asked on social media after the game that I picked up on and I thought right, I'm going to ask Gary that uh, I did he did, answered have you been working on the wording of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I had to be a little bit careful but uh, here we go um, we'll be back in the car, on the other side of Gary Johnson. Gaffer, so we're a couple of days on from the uh, the match on Tuesday now against Solihull Moors. You said that obviously some things, you know, t- tended to go quite well in both halves of the game. So now you've had a chance to reflect on it and watch it back. How do you feel now? Listen, you always feel disappointed when you've lost 4-1, you know, because supporters get disappointed and everything you do is for them, of course. You don't want to embarrass the football club, you know, 4 one too, too big a result against you at home. Um, but when you're manager of a football team, you, you, you have to look at what went well as well as what didn't go so well. And we did allude to it, you're right, and I've confirmed it in my head that there was a lot of decent play. Um, and if you watch the video without knowing what the score was, was, you know, take the, the cold out of it, which is uh, obviously not normal, but then it was one of our better games. Now, you know, some people are going to go, oh, for Christ's sake, get rid of him, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but um, you have to look at it that way sometimes. Now, we made mistakes, definitely. We didn't defend well, definitely. But we got into their final third and their penalty area more than they did us. And yet it didn't really feel like that on the day when they were 
uh, getting the goals because but they showed the quality you know they had they are a good team they work hard they're fit um, they've got a big squad so they can bring in Sabara, Dallas, Howe um, and they're going for it they've, they've gone for it for the last three seasons now so as I said to you on the day they are ahead of us in, in the project of getting into getting a team to get into the league um, when we look at our stats they're important as well to us that the boys put in a good work rate um, a couple of them didn't play well on the day so even though if they'd have done well then we'd have broke our record for total distance run I thought we worked hard and I thought we, we kept the, our ball retention was better than it has been and even when we beat Halifax, when we, you know, the, the two games we won, um, we didn't necessarily have against Southend the amount of possession that we had against Solio on, on the day. So um, there were some things that we can say, OK, um, we can work from that. Now we've just got to stop the goals going in on their chances, score more of our opportunities because we were creating more. Um, don't forget the third one wasn't a penalty in my opinion because you see when you slide up uh, Ben Wyatt tackled him and the ball came back the way he tackled him you know the ball didn't go forward and then, he, and he's then gone over he's tackled him as the fella got the ball he got the ball and the ball came back towards the side so in my opinion that was the, the killer um, and then the fourth one is always because we're, we're trying to get a goal and we're a little bit out of shape and then and they're very good at transition so um, and this team yet don't quite understand my intensity to score a goal you know that sometimes you have to take a chance but you have to believe you're going to score a goal and I'm not sure that we had that intensity to like you know the, um, the Gary time stuff uh, yet in this group but you know they're getting to they're getting to work it out um, but they haven't done yet and that proved to me that they didn't have that ability in the last 10 minutes to really give it a, a proper go and that takes an intensity and the quality when you free one down but um, anyway so that was that was how it went now we know there's things we've got to improve on um, I still say it's a, you know I'm telling you it's a young team. When Moxie went off, then you know there was only Dan Martin who hasn't played a little while. And I think one other, <laughs> um, that, that Ali, that had played just a few games for us last season. You know everybody else is only eight games into the way we play. Um, so that's that's where we are and you're going to get little bits of ups and downs now I'd have expected us to have had a few more points of course um, but we keep going and we've got to keep improving because I've seen little shoots of um, play and mentality that is getting better so that's that's not me trying to save the job <laughs> that's me giving you the telling you the truth and um yeah, we are definitely showing signs of improvement. Cue all the supporters that are going to go, well, for Christ's sake, what's he on about?
One of the uh, things that uh, you just talked about, <coughs> the number of games that players have been playing, and obviously get, every game that goes past, they're getting more and more experience. One player that does seem to be uh, coming into his own is Will Goodwin, two goals mm. in two games. Mm. Um, he's really starting to show up well, isn't he? He is. I, I thought they worked very hard. You know, we, we were looking to pressure him, um, not give him the time, and I thought we did that really well. Uh, that was part of our, our plan on the day. Um, lad makes a mistake. Corey nicks it, um, you know, and uh, and then he gave a good pass to Will, and it was a great great finish. And uh, both his finishes have been decent. He's worked hard as well, worked very hard. So you're right. You you you're always going to have like you know, three or four that are coming through it quicker <coughs> than others, um, and then you, you hope that the others catch up, you know, a bit sharpness because some of them have to do a little bit more than what they're doing at the moment and. Unfortunately, Aces on the bench, but couldn't really yet play a 90 minutes. You know, he's not far off now. Then you haven't got Lapsley. Uh, we didn't have Moxie in the second half. We haven't got Danella. You know, these are the people, Jarvis, we were only able to play at the minute while he's building up his uh, fitness. And they're all the lads that are your experienced lads. That given that everybody's fit, you know, would probably be playing a lot more games than uh, than they are at the moment because we're still trying to get them uh, into game fitness, if you like. So we just have to do it gradually. But, uh, yeah. One int- interesting statistics is actually away from home. Form has actually not been too bad at all. Two single goal defeats and, and two victories. Do you think that's just the way the fixtures have fallen? There's no real pattern there, or is there a, a reason why maybe the, the team has done better away from home than at home at the start of this season? Yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't think so. I think we've, you know, we, we we've been in most games. Um, we've been in this game, but the games won and lost in the penalty area and it's won and lost with quality players that have been there, done it, you know, teams have paid money for them, uh, you know, they've, they've managed, they're, they're able to do that when you're in the middle of Birmingham with a million chimney pots around you and, you know, it, that's, that's how it is and that's, it does, it makes it, that's always difficult for us because we've been chasing a lot of players, more experienced players, we're doing this, that, and the other, and it's just impossible to, you know, to get them to move. Um, and so you go, you have to go with the younger ones that, you know, are happy generally to, to you know, live in digs with eight other people. You know, some we the older ones. We're lucky enough to have a few more apartments for those. But you know, we 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 found some. Great players, but couldn't come. You know, you know, didn't want to come for whatever reason. So it's uh, that's always <coughs> difficult. So you have to go with um, the group and keep improving them, and that's what we have to do. They don't, they don't come ready-made. Uh, that's uh, that's for sure. So I don't want to chuck out excuses and all that sort of thing. I'm just trying to tell you how, how it is. But you know, you all know that. And Saturday, um, a trip to Wealdstone, who have um, struggled in recent times, but have started this season very well, so that's, uh, that's going to be a test for you, isn't it? Yeah, they've done. have they lost? I don't think they've lost this, this season. They've had a, quite a few draws, um, but you know they've got their own style. Um, I know Stuart Maynard, the manager, he's, uh, he was a player at Watford when I was academy director there, and he played with my son. 
Um, so you know he's, he's he's got a good football brain. So it's always you know, tactically you have to work it out uh, as we always try to. Um, but it's a game. Of course, we need to win. You know we don't want to get too far behind or dragged into any relegation battle come Christmas time. So uh, you know we need to pick up points now. And uh, what I've got to try and do with the lads today when we have a review of the game is is be honest with them, tell them what they need to do to be better, um, get them to agree to it, get them to work at it, and then uh, hopefully over a space of three days you can get your lads you know, all keyed up and ready to go because you haven't absolutely slaughtered them. Do you know what I mean? It's, uh, but they do know I'm honest and I will tell them if you know, they've been left out for whatever reason. Um, and hopefully that'll that'll help them in the in the short term and long term. Um, Gary, you, you look at the top of the table at the moment, and uh, a lot of them are the usual suspects that you probably expect to see there, like uh, Solly Hull, and then as touched on, we've got uh, Wheelstone as well. Um, how much has the geography a factor? Do you think in teams like Wheelstone and Woking and, and, and Aldershot, which works for them but doesn't work for, doesn't work for you, just in recruitment really? Well, because. You know, if you live in London, you, you're going to go to all the shop, Wildstone and Moking. Do you know what I mean? You know, um, that's where it is, and that's how it is. Now, I'm not saying we can't get players. I mean, some of them teams have got young players as well. Um, they're probably not. They're probably not in the top enchilance of the league, are they? You know what I mean? So, um, you know, they're, they're going to be. Playing at playoffs, if you like, same as you know, like a lot of other clubs, because there are three or four clubs in this league that have you know got the uh, ability to be at the top of this particular league and get in players that would normally be playing in a football league, sort of thing. So I see those three teams pretty sim, you know, pretty similar. As in, you're competing with those. Sort of teams. The more you improve, the more you move up and go right. We're now competing with that next group of teams. Um, so is that what you mean? As in location yeah, I, for players? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bigger pool of players. To, yeah. Well, we don't, we we, we don't know where we're going to end up yet. So if you're fighting above your weight, you know, and doing well, then you'll know that. Um, as as was alluded to. We don't know yet how the fixtures have gone to help teams be three points ahead of you. But generally, you know, we've got a couple of games to make it ten games, as we said. Ask me that question again. And after 20 games, you know even more. And then come Christmas time, um, you definitely know who you're fighting against, whether you're fighting <coughs> mid-table, relegation or playoffs. Because sure. I mean, I remember last season you, you, you set off with the, the 10 game mantra as you always do, but I mean, I think you really looked out very seriously after about six, didn't you? Um, are you slightly less worried this season then? No, we, we're looking at it, honestly, we look at it after every game. Um, but you only get the true picture once you've had them for this amount of time. And, I, and I, you know, as I've said to you there, I genuinely believe, take away. Uh, the four one and the things that why that happened, um, that the boys are improving and that's what you you need. We, 
because we are. And if people watch it, watch the highlights, or you know, a lot of people probably went home a little bit early because nobody likes to be three, three, one, or four, one down at home. But um, you know, hopefully they won't give up on us. They're true talky fans, and it's happened to us before, and probably happened to us again. Do you know what I mean? But um, we've got enough time to to recover if we get it right because. I said to you last time, it's easy to bring in people and make the team worse. You know, this group we've been working with for a little while, you bring in individuals now, too many that uh, don't know, you're almost starting again. You know, unless you're going to go and pluck somebody out of the league and go, you scored 50 goals for this team in Division 2, you know, lovely, come and join us. You know what I mean? So. Not realistic. I think I'm right in saying, Gary, that in the summer you 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 and Aaron met a player at Bristol, brought him down, showed him round, pretty good chance of getting him, mm. showed him accommodation, the facilities, mm. the training ground, etc., etc. Took him back, put him back on the train at Bristol, and waited for the call to say, yeah, right. Mm. And then the call came, and he said no. And, well, he, and he, what he said was, I think, if I remember you right, saying. He never realised Torquay was as far west of Bristol as it was. We're in 2022, aren't we? Yeah. Is it is it sort of like depresses you or shocks you that in an age when you can get around the country far quicker than you ever can, is that there's still a sort of a, a feeling in some people's mind about where they want to play or where they're prepared to go and play football? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing was as well with that particular player, um, it was a Friday when we brought him down. And uh, he spent like seven hours on the road getting home. Do you know what I mean? And so I won't say what road because people start working it all out. Um, well, you signed for somebody in the lower division. It, it, well, that's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. So there and and um, doing all right. Yeah. But uh, he's uh, and it was a shame because you know it, that was that was it because we'd agreed everything. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know just in the end, whether. Sometimes it's your family. Sometimes your your wife's family lives. Mm. So yeah. all of those sort of things. There's, there's a lot of. Even lot. though we can get quicker around the country these days, yeah, haven't changed the, no. the, the feeling about family yeah. and, and. Well, we brought know, in a lad today, and it, it's you know he, from London, and uh, you know he's, he's he's keen with just having a look at him sort of thing as we do with several people and. Uh, it's not easy to get, you know, there's a straight line from Paddington, of course, which is three hours, but then you've got to get to Paddington from somewhere else. So you, you, you're looking at four or five, four or five hours anyway. So you, you, you're right, that everything, and we, we mustn't make that a problem. Well, no. We mention it and you yeah. mention it and all that. But <clears throat> unless you're paying out fortunes, yeah. It's very difficult to get people down here because in the summer, where do you put them? Yeah. Everywhere's a million pounds a week. And Plymouth and Exeter talk about this on an almost weekly, oh, monthly basis. Thank God for that. Yeah, but, <laughs> no, they do. I mean, every time, I, every time I see Matt Taylor and and uh, Wayne Carlisle being interviewed, very yeah. often because they haven't signed many players, yeah, obviously, true, and yeah. they say exactly the same yeah. thing. And, and, and they're and in they're League a, One now. Yeah. Well, we're all in a division where you sort of fighting above your weight a little bit because yeah. A, crowds, I know they get decent crowds, but now 
where Plymouth are and where Exeter are. You know, you're, you're competing with teams that have got a little bit more than you all the time, you know, because, again, crowds matter because of the, the amount of money you can lay out yeah. uh, in conjunction with how many crowds you get. You, you're in a position uh, from above, you are allowed, you, you know, it's George and, and um, Clark are both saying, look, let us know what you want and we'll do our best to, to uh, yeah. um, yeah, to back you in it. Uh, yeah, they could say to me, "Yeah, go and get somebody at ten grand a week," but he's probably not going to work. Be worth ten grand a week because he's probably just coming for the money. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. no, listen, it's not anybody's fault. No. You know, it's it's just our situation. Yeah. You know, our, our crowds two, three. Obviously, it's chicken and egg. If, if we start winning every week and we got, you know, we sign Harland, then obviously we'll get seven. Yeah. thousand people every week and then we'll have a better chance of um, building a, a more experienced squad but um, yeah it's difficult but the club's not crying about it of no, course no. and there's no way we can blame our club for not giving us the opportunity as well no. um, 100% that's you know they're backing us to the hill and George especially obviously knows what we try and what we try and do is is very much in the loop of everything, and uh, you know, without trying to sound like you know, I'm sucking up to him sort of thing. You know, he he knows his football, mm. and he knows what's what's going on. I I think I know the answer to the question I'm about to ask you, but I <laughs> I don't suppose you read all that's put on social media after games. Why would you? But there was a question on there that caught my eye, and I thought I'm going to ask you. Somebody said, has Gary Johnson lost his motivation? So, right. has Gary Johnson lost his motivation? Better ask Downsy. <laughs> 100% no. <laughs> I thought that might be I'll tell you that. The, the, I, I the think 15 was... phone calls we had yesterday will explain that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's no one more dedicated than the gaffer, trust me. Um, and if, listen, I'll, I won't hang around if I've lost enthusiasm or lost me mojo that people say. People said that when I was 40 sometimes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I'll I'll be the first to know that. Yeah. Uh, but at this moment in time, you know, you, I, I'm excited by always by a new season. Um, we're trying to do the right things. I enjoy the club. I enjoy the supporters. I enjoy the board of directors. Um, and I enjoy working with players. And there's ups and downs always. There's you plenty know. to look forward to this season, yeah, still, isn't there? So much to look forward yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. There, there is. You know, uh, uh, you'll know when I've lost something because the dressing room would be a lot quieter at half time and at the end of the game <laughs> put your ear to the dressing room and see if I've lost me mojo <laughs> Gary I don't want to sound like a stuck record but referees I mean that tackle on the goalkeeper no sorry they're, they're, they're goalkeeper on, on our player in the second half I mean well that, exactly I mean <laughs> that, that was you know that was the same as the problem with our penalty decision that got turned yeah. down. They're, they're major incidences in, in a game. You know, there's a lot of other things like, I said to you, if you look at it, Ross, we had a corner, the ball came in, Ross headed it towards the goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, and then he got tripped on the edge yeah. of the box trying to I get back in. I saw him go down, yeah. And the referee saw it because he told him to get up. Yeah. But then, you know, like, so he He's must have seen the trip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, um, so there's, there's just little things like that. But for me, 
it's not necessarily the referee. There's four men out there yeah. that all should be refereeing the game. Yeah. And they all should, and they're all mic'd up. But the, my biggest gripe with the fault official and the linesman on the day is they weren't talking to him. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at one point, uh, you know, the, the, one of the fellas was, you know, still standing there in respect to the Queen sort of thing while the game was going on, if you know what I mean. You know, like the fault, you know, where they're not concentrating you know, on, on, on the game, like. And, um, and, and, you, and when you tell them, they, they, you know, they've always got a little chirpy thing coming back to you like you know do you, do you never get a serious answer back no, not no, one that you'd no. be happy with no but no. well you don't no because often they realize actually yeah you've caught me yeah, there, yeah, do you yeah. know what i mean so but um it, it's just you know if they're going to be called assistant referees we mentioned it on the day please assist the referee because our league is a, a dark arts league right so there's a lot of all the managers are clever. They do all their homework on opposition. They know who they can wind up. We're the same. You know, you can wind up, you know. And all you want is referee understanding that there's going to be things happen that you need to jump on pretty early. Whether it's time-wasting, whether it's, you know, are you consistent with giving somebody... A, no, no referees biased, none of them. No. Do you know what I mean? There's absolutely nothing like that and you you, can hear that when you talk to every you see him on the video every manager is always moaning (laughs) about you know so it's just getting that standard up a little bit so if you're going to have four people at a football match officiating then help help each other the funny thing was that in the first half He'd used his linesman to make the decision about restiving at uh, Dallas's feet in the box when Dallas went down, yeah. and, and, it, and it, they were all asking for a penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, he's, he's used his linesman. The linesman said no, and yeah. because he wasn't in a position to no. give a good decision, no. so he's etc. And then for the penalty he's given, he's in a worse position than the linesman who stood 12 yards away from the incident and hasn't put his flag up. No. None of the older shot players have asked for a penalty. And yet the referee has given it, and he didn't then yeah. go over to his life and say, "What do you think?" I find that just, in yeah. other words, we're all going to make mistakes in life. Referees been making them since eighteen, whatever it is, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's how you get to the decision. Give yourself the best chance to get to the right decision. Mm-hmm. Even if he'd given the penalty after talking to his clients, and we'd still have been unhappy about it, but at least he will have gone. You through can generally the- tell by the. Uh- the reaction, reaction of the players, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, the, the team that are giving the penalty away yeah. and the team that the wants it. And, you know, you see all my lads were going to the ref, we're yeah. going to the lines, but listen, that's, you know, really I'm, I'm waiting for when. Yeah. I don't think we've had anything <laughs> this, this year where we can say we was a bit lucky there, that weren't really a penalty, do you know what I mean? We haven't had that. Yeah, went so, for your turn. So yeah. hopefully, yeah. We'll, or we'll we have looked at each other and say, how great was the referee today? It'd yeah. be really nice to get to, to have a game where we go, yeah. wow. I mean, they're only things. human beings, aren't yeah, they? So you, you've got to be careful. And, and yeah. sometimes you, know, you get a little bit upset on the line there because it's like a lot a lot at stake. But, but um, you, just, you just want them to be a little bit more consistent and help each other. The whole culture of refereeing is wrong anyway, isn't it? Because if a referee can't admit when he's made a mistake, mm. then, <laughs> yeah. you know, well, they, they, that, that's going to wind everyone up yeah, all the time. Well, exactly. I mean, as I say, you get the opportunity to give them a mark. Anything below six out of ten, I think, you have to end up sending, sending a letter and you have to justify it and then they might have a look at it. I mean, 
I spoke, I asked about something two or three games ago, that's two or three weeks ago, and we haven't yet had a reply from that. We do get a reply sometimes, but often, you know, when you've got, you're waiting for another two replies after that, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, they, 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 the assessors are there, and what you hope is that they're seeing what you're seeing sometimes. But, but, but do you ever know that? Do you, have, do you ever get any feedback on what they're seeing and what they, 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 they think? They say they give, you know, they, they try and give feedback and all that, and they are trying to do that better, but uh, it don't change. You know, what you yeah. want to see is a more consistent game where both managers say, referee done well today. Yeah. You don't regularly get that. Yeah. If, if the assessors have been sitting there for four or five years, you know, assessing referees, assessing referees, you want to see the referees improve yeah. and they're not improving. Oh, well, it doesn't seem that way, but we don't we don't hear what the other reports are from the league. Yeah. But again, you know, if they're in our league, then perhaps if they were, you know, the top brass of referees, they they'd be they'd be in the football the league, way, wouldn't they? The yeah, up, they'd yeah. be on their yeah. way out. So we get young ones, but we get you know, some some middle aged ones and some older ones that haven't quite cracked it yet, as yeah. far as the referees' association is concerned, and, and they get moved up. Um, so, anyway. So, Guy, how's your motivation? My motivation's pretty good. <laughs> so, to be fair, I knew Gary wouldn't mind that question. He doesn't mind an awkward question um, now and then. Um, and he gave the answer that we knew he would. There's no danger of Gary Johnson losing his motivation. And, and the danger sometimes for us as journalists and you know the, the people sitting, sitting in that room is we don't ask those questions because you, you know, you kind of know the answer, but yeah, but, but you yeah. have to ask. You have to give that give them the chance to answer those questions. I yeah, think, you sometimes. do. And I think it's a valid question. I mean, the the post match press conference after Tuesday was downbeat. Yeah. I mean, there's a manager who's just seen his team. <coughs> Dismantled by a, a, a more street smart, dark arts uh, savvy team uh, uh, who are on a lot more money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to be said about that as well. Um, I actually going out of the ground, I bumped into Nick Broderick and Michelle Thomas, uh, and we were chatting about what had gone on. And Nick and I were um, raging about what should have been a penalty uh, at a crucial yeah. point in the game. And yeah. Michelle was the voice of reason, as he always is, and he said, "But was there any point in that game where we were the better team?" Well, there, well, actually, I think there were a few points yeah. in that game. I mean, I used the word glimpses in my match report, but um, there were some really good moments, and Gary's talked about that today as well, but there were some really good moments, some lovely ball-playing build-ups. and Going forward, I thought yeah. there were times when we looked decent. I mean, Will Goodwin and Kieran Evans, I thought... Uh, Kieran Evans had, had his best game yeah. for us. Yeah, I thought, I mean, Ali Omar was made man of the match and I wouldn't argue with that. It was a wholehearted performance by Ali. I'd argue with that. <laughs> but you <laughs> Not with see, Ali, but, you but with you. How, you could see how much the game means to Ali and, yeah, and I yeah, wouldn't yeah, begrudge yeah. him that at all. But I thought Kieran Evans and Will Goodwin were very, very good yeah. at times on Tuesday night. Uh, this, to the plus points, I mean, when Torquay made their... Uh, tactical change and put Ben Wyatt into midfield and he wasn't playing at left wing back I thought he was better yeah when Dan Martin came on and took on that left back point we went to 4-4-2 Wyatt moved into midfield and came alive a bit I thought I what Wyatt hasn't done enough for me really yet and I think you know is now Dan Martin ready to start I think yeah. that's probably 
But if Dan Martin starts, if Sean Donnellan's injury is long term, yeah. then Wyatt in that slot might work quite but well. But then Asa Hall, I think, is probably, probably well. ready to come back. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think we might see those those changes this week. Um, and there were a couple of times, including for the goal, uh, when Corey Andrews and Will Goodwin linked up. Yeah, they, well. they are starting to become a yeah. bit more uh, linked, uh, understanding of each other. I mean, the, the you know that when the goal goal happened, I mean Corey Andrews uh, was quick to steal the ball off someone who seemed to have fallen asleep with it at his yeah. feet. Yeah. Um, but you know that's all very well you're stealing the ball you've got to do something with it and he found Goodwin with a really nice little pass and Goodwin's shot was was, was wonderful right into the bottom hand bottom, bottom corner the and you know pick that yeah. out yeah. but uh, th- th- those moments and a couple moments uh, attacking and, 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 and build up play th- they were there they were there yeah, yeah. Um, and Andrew, Andrew's touches to Goodwin you've kind of waited for the two of them to gel a little bit and mm. There were signs. I know what Gary means. There were signs of it there on Tuesday night. Things are starting to happen. It's interesting what he said in that press conference about the, the when you took Dean Moxie off, you've got virtually a whole team that are yeah. only eight games in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ali Omar being only five more games in than that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, I know he's had a summer, but it's yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, um, well, um, t- Taylor, two penalties. I I didn't. I, I didn't have any great um, complaints about the penalty that uh, that Solihull Moors won, but then I didn't see it as clearly as Gary. No, and uh, and it's difficult, isn't it, without the the replays that yeah. then the manager has um, to be able to look at hours after the game or whatever. Um, it, I couldn't tell if it was a penalty yeah. or not. I, I was, you know, but the one at the other end when it was three-one. Yeah. And a, a goal for Torquay at that point, as Torquay were were actually playing really well. Uh, when Kieran Evans got into the box, he got around Louis Molden. Well, he stole the ball off the goalkeeper, and uh, and the goalkeeper had nothing. Yeah. So, and he got around him. And the keeper's gone in. There are pictures. Dave Crawford, the pinnacle photographer, has taken a couple of fabulous pictures. I haven't looked at the pictures yet. So they're, so they're there, are they? pictures. And the, the goalkeeper, Louis Molden, has gone in two-footed on studs Kieran Evans. Studs up. Studs up. He, there's this thing, isn't there? If 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 you get the ball, but the intent is there to yeah. go in two it was, studs it up, was, and it, Kieran Evans flies over him. He's he's made contact clearly. You can see the contact in the pictures. It's a penalty. And Nick Broderick said after the game, you can still see the gouges in the ground yeah. where you know where he it went. It's an in. astonishing decision by the referee, I and mean, there's no other words for it. I mean. No. It, Mr. Parsons just didn't completely disregard that. Yeah, and he didn't hesitate. And as we said at the time, and Gary has just said now that we're getting angry now, the voices are rising. Well, we're as angry as Dave was after uh, after (laughs) the press conference was finished, and he was still talking about referees. I don't think so. (laughs) But the assistant referees, one of those other three blokes who are standing there, must have seen that and could have said ref. That's a penalty. Well, it was the same when Will Goodwin got pulled back in a game a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, when, uh, yeah, when that was yeah. that was a, a dead cert penalty as well. And I used in the paper I talked about the fact that, um, that you would have thought the referee was the only person in the ground not to see it. Well, yeah. you would hope he was the only person in the ground not to see it yeah. because if he wasn't, then his linesmen should have put their flags yeah, up. They, it's, it's, and, and there's no communication. 
If we're going to have to call them assistant referees... Well, that's now, why I've just called them a linesman. If there's assist. a lineswoman, I'll call her a linesman. Yeah. The, the only reason that that, that that was ever changed was because of, uh, you know, is it a linesman or a linewoman when yeah. a linesman yeah. is, is, is playing? But, um, yeah, they're not assistant referees if they're not assisting no. the referee. Exactly, exactly. And as Gary did say, the one quote that came out of his post-match... We're going to need a bit of luck and a proper referee. Yeah. And refereeing is because we sound again. A scratch record, said, yeah. yeah we, we, we're repeating the same thing, but we're getting week after week after week, we're getting referees who just don't seem consistent in the way they're applying, well, the basic rules of the game I, and the new rules. Uh, every game, um, I am. I, I, I often normally end up sitting next to someone of the opposition's uh, website or press yeah. and every game um, I end up getting more angry <laughs> about referee performances than actual Torquay performances yeah. or Sully Hull performances because they are making the cute, crucial decisions and they're getting them constantly wrong and and yet then you feel and then I'll look at the chap next to me doing doing Sully Hull's yeah. Twitter etc and, and, and he's smirking every time you know what one's going their way well when's one going to go our way yeah exactly we haven't and then we've got the referees assessor sitting at the end of the bench and you look over at him and think wonder what he's thinking and they don't give anything away either <laughs> and oh, the, uh, one day i'm just going to explode there, well uh, there was a point on tuesday <laughs> there'll, night. Be, there'll be a big uh, big pop and uh, you'll all look round and i'll be gone i think it was the penalty uh, the the or the penalty that wasn't given where I banged my fist on the bench. <laughs> I uttered quite a loud holiday word, for which I apologise for the people sitting around me. Uh, and after I'd done that, I'd looked around at the um, referee's assessor and he was very studiously keeping his head down yeah. in his tablet, yeah. tapping in his stats because... It, uh, anyway, but like, it's gone now. But like I, yeah. said, uh, I said to Gary earlier on, you know, if these assessors are here every game, every season, season after season, then... What are they doing? Because there's no improvement in referees. <laughs> so, so what's the point in them? Yeah. If they're assessing something that's not improving. No. So I'm getting angry at them now yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. We've done plus points from the game. A few minus points where we have to talk about defending was a bit timid at times. Well, I use I the word fr fragility in defence yeah. and midfield uh, on Tuesday night. Um, we were, you know, one of the things that Gary said to us in pre-season was that, you know, he'd brought in strong, tall, yeah. dominant, you know, uh, players. He, he actually said that in the, in the, in the, uh, the, the tunnel will we'll be the strongest yeah, team and, yeah. and you know, opposition will look at the players in the tunnel and be quite scared. We're not seeing that yet, no. these players. But they're, being, they're being bullied. Yeah. Uh, Corey Andrews, everyone... Who, who who is marking Corey Andrews knows that they can put his, put their arm around him and the referee won't do a blind thing. Um, yeah. So they're being bullied, they're being pushed around. You know, they're not the strong team that we were no. hoping for. Well, you say that. I, I mean, when it comes to a challenge, I wouldn't want to go up for an aerial challenge with Ross Marshall. No, no, no. But I, I, challenge, challenges, tackles, physicality at the back. I don't think we've got much wrong, but they they're, they're not. But in midfield, they're, they're, they're yeah, so they're, fragile. And there was there was a time in that Plymouth Argyle friendly pre-season where yeah, Argyle yeah, yeah. were running at our defence yeah. with the ball and we were backing off, backing and off, backing off. And we've seen it a off. couple of times and, in the yeah. season, haven't we? And that's that's something that, I mean, 
you've got Aaron Downs, one of the best defenders we've seen at Plainmore um, in recent years as a coach there. He is going to be trying to work that out yeah. for them, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but that I... And oh, sorry. Diff- I've not put on airplane mode. That was a text coming in. Uh, and it was it was a difficult home debut for Aaron Jarvis. Yeah. Not sure how much he actually got. Not sure how uh, how fit he is either. No, I mean it was good to see. He's him got come to come on, on and play. Yeah, yeah, he has to come on and play, even if it's cameos for twenty fifteen minutes uh, at the end of a game. But I mean that that didn't go particularly well for him. No. I hope hopefully we didn't. That hasn't I, I, I think I said to you after ten minutes after he'd come on, has he touched the ball yet? Yeah, I don't think he did. Yeah. Um, I mean he's. he's He's putting himself, but also, by, but, but also, the, but by that point in time, we were we were chasing the game, and our game had changed to a game chasing game. That's, yeah. Try saying that. I'm not going. I'm not going to try repeating that. Um, and so the game wasn't right for him. No, I mean he he needs to be starting, and you know uh, he was our big summer signing. He needs to be he starting, was. and the game needs to be played to help him rather than him yeah. affect a game that's already essentially gone. Yeah. Uh, and Asa Hall on the bench with a chap be, uh, sitting behind us asked us immediately after the game he hadn't seen a team sheet was Asa Hall on the bench he was yeah. yes he yeah, was yeah. Um, Asa's injury must be much more complicated than we've been led to believe um, otherwise you'd be using the experience yeah and I mean remember this time last season he was scoring goals for us wasn't he he was um, Asa is of a certain age we all know that yeah. players do slow down Um I hesitate to use that. Even we've uh, slowed down. A bit well, much. I, I I slowed down when I was twenty two, <laughs> but um, I hesitate to use it because then you see Dean Moxie and you think, well, Dean's older than Acer. Yeah. However, I mean, uh, one one substitution was forced because Dean got injured, which we haven't heard an update on. No, we so we don't know how serious. that how, how that is. Um, you know, it's it's. This is the angry podcast. This isn't is the. It? it is a bit of an angry podcast. All right, let's get on to the attendance then. Yeah, poor. The poor attendance. Yeah, um, embarrassingly you, poor, actually. Yeah, seventeen hundred. Uh, the attendance has fallen away a little bit. Thirty-four from Sully Hold doesn't help, but still. You can understand. I mean, the team is not doing well. And no. People are thinking. You know, times are hard. People are thinking. You know, well, maybe I save my money for a later game. But you know, with an attendance dropping away like that, it's a Champions League night. It's not a particularly pleasant evening. People are, you know, people have got big electricity and gas bills coming. But somehow we need to attract people back. We do. Um, whether that's done through offers, you know, the old kids for a quid thing and that kind of thing. Lots of clubs are doing that at the moment. It doesn't make the club any money. In fact, it loses the money for the club. But maybe there's a, a you know a, there'll come a point when a goodwill gesture like that. It, it it was a, I mean Saturday's game would have would have got a bigger crowd had it been it on. It would, yeah. Your favourites um, were there, weren't they? Yeah, um, and it was a, a a Tuesday night where it'd be raining all day. You know, it's just uh, and then 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 and then thirty four from from Sully Hole. You know, yeah. it's it, it is one of those games where you went to play more thinking were, that there was going to be quite a small crowd. They were noisy at the end, though, those 34, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, They enjoyed that. But uh, they even got away from the kit man. Did they? If I remember rightly. Yeah, they did. They did indeed. That's when you know you've had a good day, when you're <laughs> asking the kit man for a wave. That's <laughs> a good day out, isn't it? Yeah. It's a long, long drive back as well, fair play. But a lot of people talking about this game afterwards, walking football last night, a lot of people coming up and saying, oh, you know, what's, what's going wrong there? What's going wrong? And they touched on it again in the press conference. 
Gary is being expected to put together a top seven team yeah. without having a top seven budget. Yeah. Now, I mean, this is no criticism of Clark and George and Gaming International. No, we just don't have that kind of money. No, they would be irresponsible to yeah. reach beyond their means and suddenly give Gary a massive war chest to go out and buy players. Again, that he says, you know, might disrupt the team anyway. But... And, and uh, the, one of the unspoken things is... Should Clark decide one day to walk away? Mm-hmm. Crikey! Well, there was how a, much money do we want to owe him? There was a five-year plan, wasn't yeah. there? And the five-year plan ended with us comfortably in the league and possibly in League One. Yeah. This is the fifth year now. Yeah. Um, so you, you have to wonder what the thinking is. We'll ne- we won't know what the thinking is no. because the way the Gaming International choose to do things, which is their absolute right is not to come out all the time not with to press talk statements, to anyone. Yeah. not to keep on saying you know we're, we're very happy we're having a lovely time and that sort of thing because you know we don't know but there must come a point where they'll start thinking do we need to a put more money into this mm-hmm. or b there's an there's a thing that we dare not even speak about because of the mess the club was in mm. before they arrived mm. but to create a top seven team without a top seven budget is a tall order. In a in a far corner of the of the the footballing country. Yeah. And it, funny enough, I was going to talk today about that player who mm. was brought down, um, and I've heard it from two or three sources now. A, a, quite a well known player from another decent club in this league, uh, and he was very very impressed with everything down mm-hmm. here, but just looked at the travelling and thought, I just can't do it. Yeah, well, I mean. Did you not realise where Torquay was when he was no, no, coming but, down? But you see, you and I, until you go to Grimsby, you don't realise how far Grimsby is off the beaten track and, and Indeed, things yeah. like that. And, and Lincoln, yeah. Yeah, and so maybe you can, you can forgive him in a way for that, but that's the kind of atmosphere in which Gary and Aaron are operating. Interesting that he said um, there are players coming in, they're having a look at players, yeah. somebody coming yeah. in from the London Someone area. Today. Um, but, 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 but we can't afford to pay a player £2,000 no, a week absolutely not which is what some teams are pay, yeah, paying yeah. you know not the top players in this league either because no. the top players are on more than that but some teams are paying their best players £8,000 yeah. £8, a month guy £8,000 £8, £8, a, a month what we could do with that Rich but by not paying those kind of artificially inflated wages that's how Talker United remain solvent yeah yeah so it's, I, I appreciate the balancing act, but you've got to look at Torquay's run of form in the context of that constantly. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. You know, we get a couple of wins under our belt and we'll forget all about this. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. It's, it, it's an, it's an un, unthought of thing when you're winning. Yeah. You know, but when you're losing and you're, and you're looking for, they're not excuses, but looking for reasons, yeah. that's got to be one that of them. Is, that comes, comes high up the list. Well... Wheelstone. Yeah. Two, uh, th- th- doesn't get any easier. The two away games on the next two Saturdays are both mountains to climb, aren't they? Wheelstone yeah. this yeah. week and the North Wales team that we don't mention the week after. Um, that's game number 10. And that's judge me after 10 games. Yeah, the judge me after oh. 10 games game and is Wrexham. We're away to two teams who are both, I mean, Wheelstone are uh, uh, six, no, they're fifth at the moment, sorry. And Wrexham is still top, aren't they? Wrexham top. Chesterfield are top. Chesterfield the second, top. yeah. Uh, so this, oh, it's just difficult. They've started. Wheelstone have lost a game, by the way. They've played eight. 
They've won four, drawn three, lost one. Uh, they've got 15 points. They're unbeaten at home. And they've got a lad called Reese Brown who scored four goals for them. I think we need to. I need to look at the, the fixture list because we don't seem to be getting the Dorking Wanderers yet. You yeah. know, and the, and 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 last year's Kingslands and and all that. Um, Aldershot might have been one of them. Aldershot would have been. Yeah. As we joked about it a couple of weeks ago, we all joked about Aldershot being a six-pointer, yeah. and it would have been. Yeah. Um, because they're down, uh, they're <coughs> at the bottom four. Having said that about Dorking, they're above us. <laughs> they're above I us. mean, we are one point off the of, of, of the. Uh, yeah. But the relegation zone. If you want to look at how strangely tough this league is, look at Scunthorpe. Mm. They're in the bottom. And Oldham. Four. Oldham and are Oldham, struggling as well. Gone. I mean, I mean, honestly, that chat I had with that the Oldham podcast at the start of the season, they really did have the sense off air when I yeah. spoke to them that they were just going to come down and walk it and walk straight back up again. We all do. We and I that. told them. Yeah. I told them, I told them, <laughs> would they, but would they listen, Rich? Would they listen? <laughs> well, they're listening now. <laughs> but it's hard. It's a hard, It's a brutally hard yeah, league. Yeah, uh, this league of dark arts. This league of dark arts, which um, yeah, I'm, I might ring Marvel and suggest that. As a, as a <laughs> the league of dark the arts. The league of dark yeah. arts. We'll get Gary Johnson a part in the film. Yeah, you'd be like the, uh, the, the the boss of it all. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. would sitting behind that desk. Yeah. I wish we yeah. could take you in there, by the way, because. Uh, the press conferences take place in a porter cabin out here. Other other portable buildings are available. Uh, here <coughs> at Seal Hane, and it's got grills over the windows. It's yep. not the brightest lit place, and Gary sits behind the desk. It's very far from the press conferences in padded Ricaro seats in mm. front of sponsors' boards that yeah. you see from the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, this is a dark arts league. It's a tough, tough league, and we're finding it tough at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um but, but there's I, always hope. There's always hope. And I'm glad I asked Gary that awkward question about motivation. Uh, hopefully he's still talking to me when we get back out here <laughs> next week. Um, but he's, yeah, he, he is He is motivated. Yeah. Aaron is motivated. Yeah, Aaron was the, the one who came, leapt, yeah. leapt to Gary's defence, yeah. kind of. Absolutely. I mean, with those two in charge, I don't think you never, ever have to have any doubt that things are being pulled in the right direction. But, yeah. um, you know, let's just hope, uh, hope we keep or hope we start moving in the right direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we, we, we've got to stay confident in, uh, in the ability of the And you've got to the remain. Manager as, the team. Peter Serkin won't thank us for saying this, this word again, but you've got to keep that optimism. The O word. The O word. Things will get better. And on that bombshell, <laughs> with a, a, there's, a, there's a wren just hopping past the car. It's, it's like nature study out here every week. I wonder if that means anything. If, if you were someone who could read meanings in, into situations, a wren hopping a tiny past the car. Wren hopped a past tiny, the car there. These nature books are quite popular at the moment, a aren't they? Beacon of hope and mindfulness. <laughs> we, we, Where are we going with this? If we keep losing games, we will turn this into a mindfulness, just a mindfulness podcast. podcast. Yeah, there'll just be long silences and and, and bells and, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, this has been an anger cast. So, <laughs> but in the an overcast, an overcast, <laughs> an anger cast. If you're going um, up to Wealdstone at the weekend, have a safe journey, enjoy the game. Yeah, you know, and, and, you know, well done if you are as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be back next week, hopefully, uh, with some points in the bag to celebrate. Looking forward to a big trip to North Wales. Absolutely. As we always finish, come, come on, on, you yellows. yellows. That was, we could be a bit more upbeat, couldn't you? Come on, come you on, yellows. Come on, you yellows. That's better. Come on, you yellows. Flying high below the Wembley Archway Sky today.
Come on, you, yeah.